I will tell you, like, I never lifted weights in my life, ever. And even when I started with you, we really didn't do a lot of weight lifting. We were doing kind of flexibility and getting my, getting me ready for knee surgery and all kinds of stuff like that. But now that we've shifted into weightlifting, that there's kind of a sweet spot for me because it's kind of like at 65 years of age. So what? 62 of those I never lifted weights. I was like, wow, how to get away with that? And so there is something about feeling like you're converting kind of fat to muscle. I don't know what it is, but but and it's probably psychological for me. It's like, you know, I'm not going to walk around with muscle shirts and you know, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, there are times when I can feel a difference, and it feels good, and and and, and it's kind of energizing to think about. Okay, I, it's not like that flab hanging under here. I mean, maybe there is something there. So, for me, I think that's been that's been really good. Hi, I'm Scott Hefner, and this is Finding Your Sweet Spot. It's a show about real people with real stories of discovering that optimal space when it comes to their health and wellness, and how their core values influence their decisions concerning activity, nutrition, and self-care. My hope is that there are others who can relate in some way to these examples, and the stories shared here can help those who are on their own journey to finding their sweet spot. So let's go. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with a long-term client and mentor, someone who has made a lasting imprint in the Kansas City community. My name's Bob Page. I, am, uh, I work in a healthcare system here in Kansas City. Been here since 1996, Chicago native, spent some time in St. Louis, and um, you know, I love what I do professionally. I'm married, I've got uh, two kids, two stepkids, five grandkids. You know, life is good. But he didn't start out working in the healthcare system. How did you get to where you're at today as far as, say, your title? You know, I started out in public accounting back in 1979. Uh, tried to do public accounting and got bored out of my mind. So in 81, I said, you know, I, I want to do something meaningful in my life. So I had two paths. One was either become a teacher, one was go into healthcare. And I was a math major in college, and the only thing I could teach would be math, and that was going to bore me to death. So I figured the best thing to do was try healthcare. So I got in healthcare in 1981, been in healthcare ever since, started out on the finance side, then got into the performance improvement side, then I got into operations, and today I'm fortunate enough to be a CEO. So it's been a pretty nice, um, atypical transition, I guess, throughout my career. Love what I do, though, love the folks I work with, and love the place I work. So. And for those of us who live in the Kansas City metro, we know it's not just any healthcare system. I'm the CEO of the University of Kansas Health System. I uh, have been that, in that position since 2007 and have been at the health system since 1996. And it's grown. A little bit, yeah, yeah. When I first got here, we had 2,200 employees. Today we have 17,000. Uh, we had one hospital back then. Now we've got four and five in the metro area. We have a joint venture in Topeka, and we've got a standalone hospital in Great Bend, and we continue to get bigger, and it has just been probably the joy of my life to be part of that health system. Bob and I have worked together for about eight years, but I was curious about what sort of exercise he did growing up. Yeah, I, I was actually a, I was a baseball player when I was a kid. I had my sights on being a professional baseball player, and then I blew my knee out as a 12-year-old, so that kind of shut that career down. So I, I played baseball throughout college, just in the summers, and 
played some pickup basketball. You know, I love sports. I never really had a workout regimen. You know, when I was playing as a kid, I was born in 1957, so you're playing in the 60s. There wasn't a lot of this sports stuff going on like you do, Scott, with the training people back then. You just played, right? I mean, we'd play baseball every day, and that was kind of fun. Oh, my God, it was just tons of fun. You know, I lived in a Catholic neighborhood with one family had 10 kids, one had 12 kids. I could knock on two doors, and I could have any sport right there. I mean, it was so much fun. So now, you know, the older I got, <clears throat> I started to realize that, you know, your body starts to age a little bit. And I never really took care of my body. I mean, I've, I've had a bad knee, so I've had my knee replaced, had multiple surgeries on my knee. But I, I, I just never got into training. Fast forward a few years. I decided I was going to go to Cubs fantasy camp. It was my, it was my birthday present for myself when I turned 50. And, you know, I thought I was getting in shape. I went out there and I came back and could barely walk for a couple of weeks, you know. And I, I did it for nine years. I think I got to you probably halfway through that. And I just I just started to realize, like, the older you get, your body just needs some attention. Otherwise, it just starts to go south. And so you and I started working out together. I remember we'd play catch before I went out there. You know, you'd get me in shape. And I, I was in better shape when I went out there. I still wasn't great. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just started to realize the older I got, the more I needed to take care of my body. And so you started me on that trajectory. And it's just been, it's become kind of part of my life since then. But it wasn't just knee issues from his glory days playing sports that he's had to deal with over the years. Yeah, I've had major reconstruction in my abdomen. I've had hernias. I've had prostate cancer. Um, go down the whole night. Yeah, so, so I got all this mesh in my gut, and I don't know what they did. I've got a hiatal hernia, so I've got all kinds of stuff going on in the middle of my body. And so it's just been really important to me. And it, I, you know, plus, you, when you work in healthcare, you're like, we well, don't want to be the fat guy standing up there talking to everybody. I mean, you want to be the guy that's going to be up there kind of epitomizing what you want people to look like. Now, at 65, I don't epitomize what I want people to look like. But at the end of the day, I also realize that I've got to take care of myself. And, you know, I've got a, I've got a wife. I've got all these kids and grandkids. And it's like, you know, I want to be around. I want to, I want to see my grandkids grow up. I want to see my kids be successful. And so I, you don't do that by sitting on a couch and eating bonbons and, you know, all the stuff I used to eat. So I, I really thought this is time to kind of focus on myself. Well, and you also play golf. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I love to golf. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, it's, you know, the older you get, it's the one sport you can do, right? I mean, and yet, I, I will tell you, as you and I have started lifting weights and all that stuff, I mean, I've even seen the improvement in my golf game by working out because now... You know, when I started, I think when I started taking lessons in golf, I, my coach tells me I could hit a ball about 165 yards, which is pretty embarrassing. I mean, most people, that's like a seven iron. And here I am hitting my driver that far. And now, you know, I can get out there on, on a good day. I can hit it 250, 260. And most of that's just because of the flexibility I have now because I can turn. I got strength in my upper body that I didn't have before. And so you can just start to see all of that play out. And, you know, I, I play golf with guys that are, it's half my age. I play golf with guys that are 20 years older than I am. And I used to be nervous, and now I kind of hold my own. I mean, I'm not going to make the tour or anything like that, but it's just fun. right? You get out there, and you can. it's, it's a sport you can play as long as you can walk. So Yeah, or drive a car. Yeah, or drive a car. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I wanted to know if there was any sort of aha moment or something that clicked for him as far as getting motivated to focus more on his health. 
I don't know that there was one switch. I mean, I think I think Fantasy Camp was part of a switch for me when I realized that you know my range used to be pretty good, and then my range became how far could I fall to my left and my right? And it was like, okay, Bob, you're getting a little old here. And so that was a wake-up call for me. I think you know the stiffness that I would have when I would play golf. I mean, the more when my knee, you know, I, I tolerated my knee for a long time because when I blew my knee out as a 12-year-old. They didn't do knee surgery back then. They basically, what they did for me back then was they iced it and then they would heat it. And that's all I did, you know? So was, I don't know what the damage was. Finally, I had to take care of. So for me, I think it was those two things. And then, like I said, from a healthcare perspective, being the CEO of a health system and standing up there talking about how important this is and yet feeling like I wasn't an example of what that was. And so it was really important for me to have to focus in on that. But it wasn't like this one moment that said, oh, you better get your act together. And part of it was just getting smarter, I think, just paying attention. Because the easiest thing to do is just kind of ignore all of it and then eat whatever you want and get on the scale and go, oh, that's not so good, and just keep eating and not think about it. And it wasn't until, I don't know what it was, but there was something as I aged. I think aging is part of it. Because the older you get, you know, people are living longer. But the quality of life in some of the people that live longer isn't great. And I don't want to be one of those. I want to be somebody who, like I, I play golf with Jan Stederud. Jan Stederud just turned 80 years old. I mean, the guy is just in great shape. And I'm like, I, I could do that. And he's right. Everyone has the potential to have a higher quality of life as they age. Part of that potential comes down to how much you focus on taking care of your body, your mind, your relationships, and your overall well-being. For you, knowing kind of who you are and what your core values are, what would you say are maybe a couple core values that you know align with your health, align with doing something about it, whatever it is? What might that be for you? Well, one, one core value, I think, is to always try to get better. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a driven person. I'm never completely satisfied with wherever I am in life. I always want to be better. It's not about me. It's not an egotistical comment. It's just, you know, the health system has done really well. We can do better. You know, I've had a great career. I could do better. My health is better than it was. It could still be better. There, there's just a drive inside of me. And it, it wasn't until, I don't know, I don't know how many months ago, maybe it was a year ago, sometime during the pandemic, it was like, okay, so you got a lot of stress in your life. You know, one way to get rid of it is to get up at six o'clock in the morning and work out in the morning, even if it's 20 minutes. Even if I go down and I, I'm on the elliptical for 10 and I lift for 10, I come out and for 20 minutes, I am not thinking about all the stressors in my life. And, and I, I feel like I'm going into my day better, right? So, so there's a drive to get better, I think is probably the one core value for me that has kind of kept me going throughout this process. Because I will tell you, there are times when it's really easy to just say, nah, I'm done. And then I get mad at myself and then I'm embarrassed and I'm like, okay, stop it. Kick yourself and you get back up and you do it again, so. And that's to you because nobody else would know if you did or not. They'd have no idea. Well, sure, you ask your friends and they go, okay. I say, do I look like I've gained weight? Oh, no, I really? Like, you know, and, and the other weird thing for me, I don't know how other guys do it the older they get, but I think I can carry, I can go up and down 15 pounds and not 
not really be noticeable. It's just weird, right? I mean, some people have gained two pounds and they look at it. And for me, and so, but it's kind of like I know myself. I weigh every morning. Some people say you shouldn't weigh, but once a week, I'm like, not me. I'm getting up every morning and it can go up two and it go down four and it's all that kind of stuff. But there's, I'm all about progress and I want to see progress. And I get frustrated if I don't. That doesn't mean it always translates into activity. It translates into frustration. And then eventually that frustration leads to activity. Has there any ever been anything that's gotten in the way of that, of, of the drive, that has been a roadblock that you had to overcome? Yeah, I mean, there, there have been moments where, you know, maybe a couple of days without doing something. You know, we go to Hawaii for a vacation. We got married over there, so we go over there, and the gym is about the size of a, of a closet, and so there's not much to do there. And so I can, I can justify that. And then I get back here, and I get on the scale, and I go, okay, I can't justify that anymore. So, but, you know, I, I haven't seen, I think ever since you and I started working out, I haven't really seen myself fall off the wagon, necessarily. Now, does that, it, my weight has fluctuated, you know, probably 20 to 30 pounds throughout the process. But at the same time, I've, I've kept at it instead of walking away and saying, hey, Scott, I'm not going to do this. Part of it is because I think you've got a commitment too, right? I mean, as weird as it is, you know, you're a small businessman. And I don't want you to fail. And it's not me being with you doesn't make you fail or succeed. It doesn't. But you got clients you got to keep up with. And you made a commitment to us. We got to keep a commitment to you. I mean, there, there's something about that, too. There's a business partnership that's really important that has nothing to do with working out. It's like you make a commitment to somebody, you keep your commitment. A commitment to himself and a commitment to others. And with an organization as big as the University of Kansas Healthcare System, Keeping up with those commitments is bound to bring up some stress. It does, yeah. And you know, you go through you go through COVID. You watch what youngsters are having to deal with. I, I, you know, I'm not a clinical person. You think about 20 and 25 year olds body bagging patients, and they were their last contact with their family members. It's like nobody nobody went to school for that. Nobody nobody signed up for that. You know, and then, and then I, I think about the growth we've had and. There is a, you, you carry a burden with you. You've got 17,000 employees at your place. I think we may be the biggest, one of the biggest employers in town. And it's like, holy smokes, you have a commitment to those folks. It, it, you know, they, they need to be here and we need those people to be here. And so there's a lot of stress. Every decision you make, you're like, okay, is this going to be good for our patients? And is it going to be good for our staff? And what better way to deal with stress? Workout. Workout. <laughs> a little exercise. Exactly. Yeah. What do you find is kind of your sweet spot for you? Where's your sweet spot? Well, it's kind of, it's changed over time. I mean, I, I will tell you, like, I never lifted weights in my life, ever. And even when I started with you, we really didn't do a lot of weight lifting. We were doing kind of flexibility and getting, my, getting me ready for knee surgery and all kinds of stuff like that. But now that we've shifted into weight lifting, that, there's kind of a sweet spot for me because it's kind of like, at 65 years of age, so what, 62 of those, I never lifted weights? I was like, wow, how'd I get away with that? And so there is something about feeling like you're converting kind of fat to muscle. I don't know what it is, but, but and it's probably psychological for me. It's like, you know, I'm not going to walk around with muscle shirts and you know, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, 
there are times when I can feel a difference, and it feels good. And, and, and it's kind of energizing to think about, okay, I, it's not like that flab hanging under here. I mean, maybe there is something there. So for me, I think that's been, that's been really good. Have you done anything else uh, health-wise as far as to try to mitigate stress, any other different besides um, exercising? Or well, that meditation stuff you told me to do at the office, well, that doesn't happen. And stand up and, you know, have stand-up meetings. And No, that, no, <laughs> that's not doing it. I, um, you know, I deep breathing, maybe. You know, for me, it's the workout piece. It's, you know, when I, when I get into work, I'm working. And I'm not really thinking about stress reduction. For me, part of it is getting work done reduces my stress. It's when I've got things hanging over my head that I don't get to, that's when the stress starts to come. And the problem is, I think in, in, in leadership positions, you don't really produce much, right? I mean, when I was in accounting, I produced work papers. I mean, I had a, I had a stack of work papers and I'd turn it into the partner and just like a test, you know, and you just in my position now, like I don't produce anything. It's all about strategizing and managing. And so there, but there isn't really a, hardly ever is there a finished product. And so for me, that's why I know this is weird, but that's why I like doing the laundry. You start with a bunch of dirty clothes and you end with a bunch of clean clothes and there's a finish. It's like, ah, success. That's the weirdest thing I know, but it's true. Finally, I wanted to know what sort of wisdom he could pass on to others who may be looking for their own sweet spot when it comes to their health. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have a lot of wisdom. Uh, I, I will say, one of the things I think a lot of people my age, you're, you're always trying to find that spot in life when it's like, when do you hang up the cleats, right? And I've known people who have retired far earlier than I have. I, I had this great conversation with a former colleague of mine, retired at 58. The rationale for, for retirement at 58 is he said, if I have 10 good years left, yay for me, before my body starts to fall apart. It's like, wow, that's like 68. You know, and, and so I think if, there, if there's any motivation, it's really about what, what, do you want, what do you want your life to look like? And I'm one of those people that feels like you have to take control. I don't want anybody else controlling what's happening. I, I, I'm a control freak. I want to be in charge. And if I can't be, in, and, and this is a way to be in charge. Leaders are competitive, you know, and that's a drive. I mean, my former board chair and I, we kind of tweak each other all the time about, about stuff. And he's a little younger than I am. And yet we both kind of have this competitive spirit. And we kind of push each other a little bit. So I, I think the wisdom is really, I, here's what I think about leaders. I think leaders are driven. I think most leaders are control freaks. They want to be in charge of their universe. And so one way to look at that is define your universe differently, right? Your universe can be what you do every day at work, or your universe can be your life. And so to me, I think there is something to think about when it comes to, you're not going to be working your whole life. You just aren't. So what do you want the rest of your life to look like? And at 65, I'm one of those guys that, you know, kind of, quite frankly, it freaks me out to think about not being here. It does. And so who's responsible for how long I can be here? Well, it's me. Really, I mean, to me, if there if there's any wisdom, it's really take the long view, not the short view, and, and and look at what you want to do 
post-career. And I think, you know, everybody talks about having a, a value in their life and having meaningful life and, and a fulfilling life and all that kind of stuff. Well, for me, if I can live healthy or healthier, then yay for me. And that if I was going to share that with anybody, even even the, the 40 and 50 year olds that are killing themselves, right, that are working more hours than ever, people who have thrown their entire bodies and their souls and their minds and their life into work, you know, you got to think about the wear and tear that's taken on you. And even if it's 20 minutes a day, right, that's all. I, that's what I do. If I'm not working out with you, it's 20 minutes. And yet I feel better 20 minutes later. That's all I got. A consistent 20 minutes a day to focus on his health that allows him to maintain commitments to his wife, children, grandchildren, his trainer, an improving golf game, and running an entire statewide university health system. Do you have 20 minutes a day for your health? Have you found your sweet spot? The year is coming to a close. Maybe it's time to find out. Finding Your Sweet Spot is written edited, and produced by Scott Hefner. Music composition and sound design by Hefner Wellness Productions. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating or write a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It really helps people find the show and spread the word to others who may be inspired by what they hear. Check out the show notes where you can click on any of the links to learn more about Hefner Wellness, my guests, and other resources. You've been listening to finding your sweet spot.